0: Welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur's Sushi Club podcast. I am your host, Lukna. The Entrepreneur's Sushi Club podcast is a weekly podcast where we give you insight into the personality of successful sushi-adoring entrepreneurs, showing you that success is all about having fun in and with your business without the hustle and the grinding. And as you know, if you've listened to any of our previous episodes, we have a guest. And this week's guest is all the way from Dubai, I believe. And I'm speaking about the amazing Danielle Francisco. Danielle is the co-founder of Dan Media Group in Dubai, and he is a personal brand builder and the creator of the Drive to Succeed podcast. Danielle helps entrepreneurs, business owners, service-based professionals build their reputation, generate revenue, build their own personal brand through PR strategies and podcasting. Danielle, welcome to the show.
1: Welcome, Lubna. I'm excited to be here and for our audiences just joining in. Thank you and welcome to the show. And I pass the mic to you. <laughs>
0: awesome so you are in dubai aren't you
1: yes yes i actually been here for the past 11 years now
0: oh we're gonna dive into that one but we're gonna start with the most important questions of our podcast are you sure. ready daniel
1: i'm ready whenever you what's your, are
0: what's your favorite sushi and why
1: One of my favorite would be, I don't know what it's called, but there's an eel. I don't know what the name of that sushi is, but I feel like in terms of like flavor and texture of that sushi, I think that's really stood out to me. And it's not like honor because in the West, you know, it's famous for the macros, the California things and that. But I find that the eel sushi is kind of a little bit exotic and much more closer when you go in japan so i haven't been in japan but i've eaten a lot of authentic restaurants and that's one of the sushi i always love to eat so.
0: awesome and in what form do you eat them as a nigiri for example the little rice and the eel on top or do you eat it in a roll
1: yeah i eat it on top because i like to have it on top so i can like taste it properly so
0: <laughs> is there any sashimi eel by the way never
1: i'm not sure what it's called you know. to be honest because my wife is the one who really loves to eat sushi. So every time we go together, yeah. we just order this love boat. I don't know if that's familiar with us in the yeah. Netherlands. Yeah. So we make yeah. sure that to have yes. like a huge amount of eel on that and some avocados. There's one thing I also like. I think it's called a dragon roll or something. I don't know what that is made of. But I can remember that that's also one of the things that stood out every time I eat. And then just the usual sushi stuff. But as an Asian and also as coming from a Filipino background, we've been colonized by Japan. So eating sushi on a monthly or a weekly basis is not new for us. So (laughs) I think that that could explain everything.
0: Oh, well, I love it. I mean, I love sushi and I'm not near Japan, nor have I ever been to Japan. I heard you mention your wife. Did she have anything to do with you starting to enjoy sushi? Or have you eaten sushi all of your life?
1: I've eaten a lot of sushi, but most of the time, my wife is the one who's really influenced me a lot in terms of like eating. Because, you know, one of the things I learned is that as you travel, you got to learn how to embrace different cultures and background. And I think one of the things about the sushi is that there's just some part of like exoticness into it that people would love about it, you know, no matter what country you're in, what your background is. It's quite interesting because, you know, as time goes on, there's a lot of, you can say, like a hybrid approach into it. Like people are trying to combine sushi, you know, Japan from maybe West, you know, influence and this and that. I don't know if you have that also in Netherlands. But I'm not a chef. I'm also an enthusiast in terms of like food. So, you know, I always keep myself up to date in those kind of things. So, so
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, we have a restaurant here in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam more specifically, who combined their sushi mix. sushi based on the Asian plus Caribbean style. Wow. So you get a sushi with those both flavors, which is amazing. I didn't know that this specific brand existed until I was in London and we went for sushi with a couple of friends. We tried to get sushi in every city that we traveled to And I discovered this restaurant who does this fusion sushi with Caribbean and Asian, which are two very interesting kitchens to combine. And then there I discovered that they have a restaurant also in Amsterdam. So I Mm -hmm. went to both and it's very interesting to have fusion sushi, most definitely.
1: Yes, yes, exactly.
0: Do you remember when you had sushi for the very first time?
1: Mm. (laughs) That's quite an interesting question. I can't remember as of now because, you know, it's very accessible to us in terms of like, even in the Philippines as well here, like, you know, there are different yeah. types of sushi, right? There are sushis where it's just your daily average grocery type of sushi where you can just buy for, I don't know, five pounds or something. Right. And then there's a middle tire where you go to like a semi yeah. fast food and then the high tire. So I think probably I got it when I was maybe 12 or something. Uh-huh. And it runs in a family where we love to eat food and that, you know, in terms of love of food, it also translates into experimenting in what's into our palates. And I think early on I got to taste a sushi, but I only you can say enjoy it once I get married because sushi is meant to be shared, I believe. <laughs> and true. the more you have like a platter and true. you know you have more people, the more you like you wanted to take more and you know, <laughs> this is all mine. And you're just gonna enjoy the fun while doing that, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's so true. I mean I love to have sushi, I mean, I enjoy it very much and I've had sushi for many years. And I do tend to get some sushi from a place and take it home and eat it alone. But there's nothing like the experience of having sushi together. And you mentioned the love boat before. And we have a restaurant that offers a boat for two people and you get it presented on a boat with different sushis and I'm going to have that boat tomorrow again when I meet up with my niece. But it's such a beautiful experience to have together. So that's amazing that you've gotten to be introduced the first time. Not one of the guests who's been the earliest. We've had a guest who's had sushi since he was two years old. So you can can (laughs) start really early. So another question that we would love to explore on the podcast is because the purpose of our podcast is to give our listeners insight into the personality of people mm-hmm. who love sushi, entrepreneurs who love sushi. Yeah, yeah. And we have a very fun question to give people insight into the personality. Sure. So mm-hmm. if you, your personality, your character, how you show up in the world were a sushi, what would the ingredients be and why?
1: <laughs> wow, this is the first time I've got a this question. Probably I don't know what the name would be, but I'll mention first the ingredient because that's much more eat. <laughs> number one, I believe, is that avocado. In avocado, right? It's a little bit hard on the outside, but on the inside, once it melted into your mouth, you know, you're gonna yeah. figure out that wow, it's very good, right? So <laughs> I think that's number one. Number two, of course, rice.
0: And why? Yeah, but what does it represent? in terms of your personality how do we know your
1: avocado so most people when they first encounter me they feel like i'm kind of you could say strict in terms of like just my personality or just when most people doesn't know me and that's one of the things that they misconstrued me right especially right now you're interviewing me i can be fun and all that but when the camera turns off sometimes i just love my alone time and when i'm alone i tend to think and reflect a lot of things and i think most People through that because I always think about the future. What are the things I need to accomplish today in terms of, you know, health, business, relationships, those kind of stuff. And when people got to learn me and got to jump, you know, the fence over that hard shell or, you know, they're going to figure out, all right, so Daniel is a cool person. And that's why Not I'm proud to say, but that's one of the things to say that I have a very few, you can say, like really people who got to know me. Because they haven't got back to that first fence yet. So I'm very protective as well of the people I hang around yeah. with. So that's one. Okay. Uh, and secondly, I think, so rice, because I am from Philippines, cannot eat anything without rice, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's number two. It doesn't matter what type of rice it is, as long as there's rice. Number three, I probably would say maybe shrimp. So shrimp, avocado, and rice. Okay. What type of sushi would that be? if you have that three.
0: Well, it depends. Yeah, we're not ready to construct yet. So <laughs> what does the um, shrimp represent in terms of your personality? What does it tell me about you?
1: So like I mentioned, so the avocado, it has an outer shell, like any other shrimp, right? Once you cook it, it becomes tender. It's become juicy. Yeah. And the outer shell is just easy to peel out because just what it is me, right? I might not, you can say, open up a conversation right away. But if you got to, you know, learn yeah. how to like, talk your way in, you can find out that my shell is not that really thick. And I'm just like any other you <laughs> can eat and have fun with, right? And then yeah. a little bit a sprinkle of, you can say, pepper and salt. <laughs> I don't know why I mentioned that, but I think, yeah. you know, in life, you learn how to, like, experience a little bit of bitterness that comes with pepper and saltiness. Because, you know, yeah. I wouldn't be here if... Yeah you know, life is just smooth sailing along the way. So you got to learn how to do that. And I think when it comes to salt, it's also one thing to preserve a lot of things, right? So I think that's also one of the reasons why sushi is very edible and very, you could say it transcends generation to generation because it just have the exotic flavor into it. So I think that's one thing. And for us Filipinos, it's similar to sushi, right? Wherever part we go, we still bring our roots. So we always make a mark in terms of, what makes us authentic what makes us stand out from i'm not saying other race, but in terms of like our own uniqueness
0: yeah yeah oh i love that so let's construct it because you asked me what type of sushi yeah so you can choose i mean you mentioned that you love the eel You love it in the form of nigiri so that is the rice bowl and the eel on top Mm -hmm. now with avocado rice shrimp You can choose to have it in that similar way. So you would have the nigiri, the rice, then the shrimp on top, which is raw in this case, and then an avocado slice and a little bit of salt and pepper on top. That could be Mm -hmm. one. If you want to use nori, then it could be a roll. So we roll it up as makis, which are the smaller rolls. Or you can make it into a hand roll. And then when someone bites, they get all of the experiences (laughs) in the hand roll. So which one do you like? Is it a nigiri so they can eat it in one go? Is it a Mm -hmm. maki, which is a smaller bite, which is more of an amuse? Or is it a hand roll where they get to experience it over and over again in all of the flavor mixed?
1: I think I would go with the the maki, maki. the the rolls. yeah, the the maki. Right, Because I think that's one of the familiar in terms of like comfort zone when people are trying out sushi. So for me, yeah. you're going to try it first before you actually enjoy it. And you got to get used to it first, right? It's like any palate. If you're tasting it, you got to get used to it before you enjoy it. So I think that's kind of similar to me because most people doesn't, you know, I have a things that might have been misconstrued at, but once you get the hang of it, like what my beliefs are, what my values are. You're going to learn that. All right. It's just like any other sushi that I can enjoy today, tomorrow, or the day after. <laughs> you know what I mean? So.
0: I love that. That is a beautiful explanation of who you are. That's absolutely amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I just love discovering all of these personalities and different people and their uniqueness. I mean, let's be honest. Each and every one of us is different. So we've gotten the your favorite sushi we've talked about how your sushi journey started and yep. we have spoken about your personality one more question to sure. close the circle on this one sure. would you say something different if i asked you if your brand so dan media group were a sushi would it be something different
1: no actually when i started it's meant to be as an extension of, of myself so you know <laughs> i wouldn't say it would be different
0: Spoken like a true personal brand builder. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Well, tell us, what does a personal brand builder do?
1: All right. So the reason why I go into this industry is because it's similar thing to what happened to me, right? Because. In 2015, when I started my my business, it's a very traditional type of marketing agency, right? We do a lot of experiential activations and all of those stuff. But when the thing happened where, you know, you're left with clients with less budget, you know, you're always trying to work and try to find a new gig or a new project that you can work on. And so I decided, all right, I'm tired of like shaking hands, meeting face to face and trying to explain over and over again and qualify myself. So I said, what if I create a content where I can put myself out there without actually selling something, but just trying to educate my prospects, my customers, and try to add value in terms of creating content. And so I decided, all right, I'm not confident on video. I'm not confident in speaking. So I decided to start a podcast. And most people think that when you start a podcast, you know, it's just another form of content. But actually, it's not because it's actually good for people who are just starting out with low confidence. Maybe they're just figuring out their voice, who they are. And it's a low barrier to entry. So I decided to start my own podcast. And that's where I developed my personal brand. Because when you're always putting yourself out there, people are going to notice, all right, so Daniel speaking this, 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 this. And that's what are the type of things that he can do for his clients. And most people will think, all right, you're getting on the top of their mind, right? And that's what personal branding is. But most people think that personal branding is like a website, aesthetics, you know, the logos. Actually, it is not. The reason why personal brand is is called personal because it's gonna reflect of who you are as a person. So there are five pieces in building your personal brand. Number one is purpose, yeah. so who you are, yeah. right? As an entrepreneur who's listening or watching right now, who are you as a person? What is your message and what do you stand for, right? Because, like Richard Branson, you mentioned earlier that you know what does my brand stand for? Richard Branson, when he built a virgin brand. You know, it's an extension of his brand. That's why all of the products that he created resembles Richard Branson, because Richard Branson is the face of Virgin, right? So that's why it's a personal brand. Yeah. And for us, it's just another way of communicating of who we are online that reflects who we are offline. So that's number one. Number two, personal story, right? We have less much of time, but if people listen to my story and interview or on YouTube, I shared my message like how I got started because you know I got laid off twice. And that's really where the catalyst of why I wanted to start a business, right? So personal story, you're going to learn what are the stories that resonates with your audience? Because it doesn't matter like how good or how great you are. If you are not relatable, then what's the point, right? So as any entrepreneur is trying to build a personal brand, you're going to learn to be vulnerable because that's where the real you know, breakthrough will happen in terms of like internal transformation in terms of your customers and external transformation as well. And the number three, platform. So you have a, a podcast and like myself, I have a podcast. So that's just one way to deliver your personal brand message, right? And for positioning. So in terms of like positioning, how do you position yourself? One thing I love about this podcast is because you mentioned about Sushi. And for the first 10 minutes or 15 minutes, I didn't really, you know, expected the type of questions that will come out and for me that really stood out because i've been to a lot of interviews as well and this is the first time that people ask me about sushi that in-depth <laughs> so it's a good positioning and it's one of the podcasts that i will surely remember for a long time the last are the products right what are the type of products you create and it's just that in terms of like online in terms of like b2b b2c you know, people are having a hard time to transition themselves. You know, from offline business owner to an online business owner. The reason why you need to build a personal brand to build that bridge between that gap, right, between offline and online. Yeah. And I think that summarizes yeah. how I help you know entrepreneurs build their personal brand.
0: Awesome. So if I um, listened attentively enough, you mentioned the five P's: mm-hmm. purpose, mm-hmm. personal story, positioning. Platform. products. Yeah. Platform. I always miss one in these (laughs) five types. Platform. Awesome. I think that that's very valuable for our listeners because each and every one of us has a personal brand. The question is, is your personal brand a reflection of what you want it to be right now? Or is it something that it's not? Then you want to influence that as much as possible. Isn't that true? Yes.
1: Yes, exactly. And you really touch on a very point that i really love to expand into more because most people think when they wanted to build a personal brand they need to position themselves as this go-to expert right or like i'm this and that yeah. and most people fall into the lack of let's say integrity because they wanted to fake it till they make it which is a wrong way to build a personal brand yeah. you know if you are in terms yeah. of like trying to learn some new things Tell your audience, all right, I'm just trying to learn new things. I'm not an expert, but maybe there's, like, level zero who I can help with. And the three things that I always talk about is that, number one, you got to stay true to your values. Because if I said something right now, and 10 years down the line or 15 years down the line, the internet is like a Xerox or a copy machine. Whatever you say is going to be copied hundreds or at least thousands of times in years. And you don't want your son, your daughter, or several yeah. listening right now to – find that link 10 years later and you said something that you know might damage your reputation in the long run and that is one way to really you know sabotage your success for long term that's number one number two speak because you have a message and I don't just speak because you know I love sushi that's why I'm here now my wife loves sushi and he she influenced me but I only speak when I have something to share Um, I could have been on podcast earlier but I didn't go into other people's podcasts because I believe that when I wanted to go on a platform I make sure that I add something of value and something that is unique that haven't been heard of right And again number two the last part is being vulnerable yeah. because what's the point yeah. if people cannot relate to you so
0: yeah, I love that I mean I've heard from several people that do that are in the brand and branding space and they really advocate building a personal brand and showing up as you, but that doesn't mean they're showing us someone that is artificially made by showing someone that goes through stuff i mean i spilled tea over my laptop yesterday evening
1: Mm. now my
0: laptop won't start i was really thinking oh my god how am i going to work if i don't have my laptop i mean there's a lot that i can do with on my phone i can do on my ipad but there are things that you just need to do on a laptop or a PC minimum because you need that space to be working on. This morning, I almost canceled having this recording because I thought, how am I gonna record this if I don't have my laptop? Yeah. And I shared it on Instagram. I did a story that this is one It's gonna be one of those days where it's not gonna work like I hoped it was going to work because I'm missing a resource that is valuable to me in the way that I work. And I think we should be sharing more of these things when we think, ah, why did it happen? Or (laughs) as we've been doing multiple times on the podcast is with the global pandemic, it was way more difficult to get sushi. So despite the fact that I have sushi minimum once a week, that hasn't happened in a couple of months because I couldn't get the sushi. And we yeah. share that openly and vulnerably. And I think that that's really important in terms of relatability. So Daniel, for people that are wondering, I wanna get in touch with Daniel, I wanna learn more about personal power. How can people connect with you?
1: So one of the best ways to connect with me is go on LinkedIn Find Daniel Francisco. If you're watching this, you can find my face in there. That's the best way. Or on Instagram at Daniel underscore Francisco underscore. Send me a voice note and just message me up like, all right, I saw your video on Entrepreneur Sushi Club with Lubna. So, you know, I'm interested to learn more. And that's how we can get started. Or the third part is they can go to the website danmediagroup.com there's a contact page in there. There's a lot of resources as well that they can download and all that stuff and they can just learn more about it. And if they're more like have questions and want to interact with me personally, just send me a voice note on Instagram or connect with me on LinkedIn.
0: Awesome. Daniel, is there anything that we haven't shared that you would like to share as we're wrapping up our time together?
1: I think, I mean, if like people are watching or listening to this right now, what I would say is that if you are online right now, And you feel like you don't know where to get started, you know what, just document your journey. It's the best way to get started with and interact with your audience, build your tribe. Because I'm not saying that you can build a personal brand in a week or two weeks, but it's a long-term process. But if you don't use your voice, you will not get to a point where you can use your voice to influence and impact people. So start today, you know, don't hesitate, just go to it and use your voice for the better to build your personal brand.
0: Oh, I think that's amazing advice. And start where you are right now. Take consistent action each and every day. However small action that is, is better than waiting until everything is perfect because we all know that that is never the case. Daniel, thank you so very much for joining us on the show.
1: You're welcome, Lubna. I hope to hear from you soon and your audience. Uh, Thank you once again for this opportunity. And uh, I'm going to check out more on this podcast and make sure to share to my audience as well.
0: Okay, and for you that is listening or watching the video, our YouTube channel, thank you again for listening to another episode of the Entrepreneur Sushi Club. We would love to know what has been your biggest insight or takeaway from our time together. Please do take a moment and share it with us in our community on Facebook called the Entrepreneur Sushi Club. We will add all of the links, both to connect with Danielle as well as the link to our community, in the description with this episode. And if you know someone who could absolutely benefit from listening to this episode please do share it with them the more the merrier and if you are or know an entrepreneur or business owner who likes or loves sushi then consider becoming our next guest we would love to have you for now have fun and see you on the next episode bye
1: bye